0: Right, ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 55 of the haskin cast podcast where i will review stranger things season three episode five of only eight past the halfway point already things have really heated up um i thought this episode was a little bit less tense than episode four um could just be me could be i'm tired it could be i'm a little shaken from all the earthquakes I, I think somewhere in the middle of uh, me watching the episode and getting ready to record this, there was a few more tremors. Um, well, you just don't know. Uh, but uh, but I've heard that there's a potential for an even bigger quake coming soon. They don't know. Um, I've heard a ten percent chance. I've heard a fifty percent chance. Um, I guess if it just happens, it happens. But I want to I want to touch on something that I forgot to talk about at the end of episode four where they're showing uh, all these people just standing there sort of uh, in a trance and they're singing, but even though no one's mouth is moving, there's a song playing. You don't really know if it's, if it's a, um, a soundtrack song or if it's supposed to be them singing, but they're not moving around at all. So I, I'm not really sure, but they back out and you kind of see the back of the creature. Now this is the creature that was bigger than the world. I mean, he was, uh, you know, kind of, Leaning down over the arcade, very huge thing, I would say a good hundred or so plus feet. But then they show him and he's like the size of four people in this room. So I'm not really sure I understand the scale of this evil. Um, obviously, the power outreaches the uh, the height at this point. But uh, I, I thought that was a little bit interesting. Um, wow, still a good episode, though. Very good episode um, with only three left. They kind of really need to be bringing it at this point. But, uh, you know, a couple of letdowns in this thing. Um, some, some obvious Terminator references, some obvious Die Hard references, which really doesn't make sense. Because when we see the beginning of the show, it, takes, it starts on June 28th of 1984. This whole thing, uh, it appears, has happened in the span of like two or three days. So we're still, you know, maybe at the beginning of July at this point and uh terminator didn't come out until october 26th of 1984 so this guy that uh, this russian guy that seems to be hunting hopper and Joyce to get his little scientist guy back um way over the top with the incredibly clumpy boots he didn't seem to be walking with any you know sense of uh purpose but he wasn't really trying to be stealth either um but I just thought that was a little bit over the top, even on a wood floor, he's not going to be pounding through like that so that the people on the floor beneath him can hear him to that extent, unless it was intentional. Um, and, and it, you know, a, a guy in the Russian army is certainly probably trained to not be giving away his positions when he's trying to hunt somebody down. So I, I thought that was a little strange. And then, um. Let's see. Then, uh, you you know, later on, he's he's asking uh, he's saying you won't hurt me because you're a policeman. There are rules. Same thing that uh, that uh, what's his name said in Die Hard, which incidentally, uh, to do a Die Hard reference is pretty strange because Die Hard didn't come out until 1988. I believe it was winter of 88 or fall of 88. So, you know, you're still talking like four and a half years from where we are in the time frame of stranger things, but it's kind of a cheap line, you know, like that's really going to convince uh, a guy who's got a gun to the back of your head, just like John McClane had a gun to the guy's head. Um, but uh, it, it was just like that, that uh, line in the last episode of the one before that, where Hopper's like, I can do anything I want. I'm the chief of police, which was an obvious throwback to Jaws. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I appreciate the, the eighties references, but at the same point, I don't think these made sense. I think that the Terminator thing was over the top too. I mean, the guy's got this like stone face, spiky hair, very robotic looking type guy. Um, in the same thing, when he goes up to the fiery chief's truck and the first two steps that he takes are very loud stomping, almost T-Rex like, and, um, don't really buy that sound design guys. Sorry but it's uh it doesn't really match the reality of what they're doing in the show. um so that's just you know my little thing about that uh, that I thought was uh, kind of annoying. um but let's start with the Dustin Stephen, Robin thing and uh, Lucas's sister so the the sister uh with the the dark uh glowy glass container of dangerous looking liquid. And she's saying, "Oh, I would drink it if I have to," and she's banging it on uh, on something, which is a complete trope. No way in reality would anybody be taking a chance on banging that on anything. I don't care how you know, unless you're you're an infant, you're not doing that. So I thought that that didn't really fit. Um, but uh, but I like the little you know kind of back and forth between her and Robin. I think that's kind of cute. The uh, uh, whole you know they're they're now isolated from everyone else being stuck in this elevator area not knowing how to get out finding the corridor um all very very cool stuff very cool stuff but there was a bit of a reveal of something i mentioned in the last episode that i was curious about which was how much do the people in this town know about what actually happened it seems like it was really isolated to a small group of people that have this knowledge because neither the sister nor robin seem to have any knowledge that something has happened in this town before. And you find this out when they're in the corridor. So that kind of lends that um, explanation that I was back and forth on earlier on why people are taking the actions that they're taking. And uh, certainly the ones that were not involved don't know what happened. So that explains a little bit uh, and, and reveals a little bit more about the reality of the situation, especially for Steve and Dustin, who seem to be the only ones of that group that's aware of what happened. Now, as they progress and they find the uh, you know, the room that's the uh, control room, which of course, that was really just a guess by this annoying little child and uh but it, but it's something, and they they make a run for it. But here's the thing: there is no way. That these four kids are getting through that room without somebody seeing some kind of motion out of the corner of their eye and following it to find out what's going on. This is a very sensitive area. Even though they may feel secure, they're dealing with very dangerous laser beams, high powered chemicals, all kinds of crazy stuff. They've got guards posted in this side, this secured facility. There is no way those four kids are getting through. And especially if you look at about minute 36, there's a guy that turns around and starts heading towards them uh from from behind over the the steve's right shoulder there's no way that guy did not see them you know and i and i think back to that uh that thing in Jurassic Park where the two kids are going through the kitchen and that raptor looks right at them there's no way that raptor didn't see them but of course in the state of the movie they ignore that and they magically get into this room completely unnoticed until of course there's still someone in the room they no one thought about that but there's someone in the room, and they quickly overcome him, magically get the key that they need so that they can move on. And uh, then, of course, they stumble upon the, uh, the giant laser. But something was a little different this time. It seemed to me, and it could just be my perception, but it seemed to me that where the floor used to be, and you think about the opening scene at the beginning of season uh, of episode one, and you see the, uh, the military guy touching the, uh, the sort of closed-up vagina area where they were trying to bust through and he was on ground level. And now if you look at it, it looks like layers of ground are are now missing. And, um, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know really the reality of how much time has passed. I'm still going to guess like two days at best, but I thought that was interesting. And of course the kids see the laser and they're like, wow, something really crazy is going on, but they're standing there in the window in full view of all these people that could come in and, and harm them. Um, I, I get being, uh, you know, enthralled with what you're seeing. But at the same point, that uh, self-preservation that should be very heavily weighing upon them right now doesn't seem to be made for a nice shot at the end. But uh, again, not very, uh, not very realistic. So Hopper and Joyce uh, get away from the uh, Terminator sort of uh, Russian guy and they make it back to Murray's house. You got to love Murray. He's a character that's uh, very pivotal but just has this way about him that, uh, you know, is a little bit hard to take. But uh, but you love it. You love the fact that he's this eccentric, over-the-top guy who's obviously been through some damaging things that make him the way he is. And, uh, of course, he just happens to speak Russian. So while that's convenient uh, in this little, minuscule town, uh, it's, you know, great. Because AT&T had language lines, but I certainly don't think that they'd want to be calling AT&T and talking about this kind of sensitive information over the phone. Um So uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, You see Joyce getting a little bit of annoyed and uh, taking a stand and sort of putting Murray in his place, which I liked. Um, Very curious to see what he gets out of the Russian scientist. Should be interesting. And uh, they didn't really go any further with that. So we'll see where that goes. I'm sure that uh, people are going to be looking for that car that Hopper stole, even though he did it in the line of duty. But uh, we haven't seen the mayor in this episode, so we don't know what uh you know what he's uh done if he's said, hey, uh Hopper's not the chief of police anymore, you guys need to find this guy and bring him to me, or if he's on the run, or or what. The last time we saw him, his wife came home and he was demanding a phone. So uh you think he's probably calling the people that uh that Hopper's trying to find and warning them about uh whatever shenanigans Hopper's about to get into. So um Nancy and Jonathan seem to be okay now. They had their moments. They had their little spat. And now for the greater good, they're back together. Once again, that's what I like about these kids is they're not like adults. They can put their stuff aside fairly easily to accomplish something that's important. And uh, especially when it comes to, you know, their town surviving or their own lives or their family or whatever. And, uh, you know, I love the strength of Nancy. I think she's a fantastic character for for a teenager to be this, uh, you know, intimidated but still goes for it anyway she knows the danger that she's in but she knows things have to be done and she's willing to just jump in and do it for the team i really like that i like that jonathan jumps on board with her when he's able to i like that he came out of his little you know i'm a poor guy i needed this low paying or no paying internship because it might someday lead to something kind of attitude and it's not that i don't get where he's coming from but You know, like I said in the last episode, it seemed like he forgot a lot of what happened in season two. So uh, I'm glad he was able to get back on track and see what's important. Um, The kids really didn't play that much of a role in all of this, except sort of connecting some of the dots. And I'm sure that they will come back stronger in the next episode. You see Bridges beginning to rebuild, where uh, Will's kind of integrating with them again. Uh, There was a nice little moment between Mike and Al. I wish Lucas was more involved in these episodes. He seems really like a a sideline character, you know, just uh, pop in and say something or make an observation or or a comment. He's hasn't really done much of anything at all. So I'd like to see him somewhere in the next couple of episodes, step up and be a little bit more involved. Uh, We'll see, but hopefully that'll be the case. Um, Really simple episode for for as much happened as it did. Um, I kind of feel like this was a, an, an advancement episode. And I think that uh, with episode four bringing a culmination to a lot of things that they were gearing towards, I think we're now ramping up to episode eight. So they're back to the rebuilding, furthering storylines, starting to resolidify connections that need to be there for the end. Uh, who knows? You know, maybe Nancy and, and Jonathan will get in another fight. Maybe Elle and Mike will get in another fight. Um, but Mike certainly has a reason to not trust Elle at this point because she was spying on him. And uh, he said that's against the rules. And so just as much as she has a reason to mistrust him for lying, even though his reason might have been valid now that she knows that Hopper was the inspiration behind that, I kind of feel like they should be at a little bit of a distance for a while until they learn to trust each other again. But we'll see. You know, that's uh, my adult eyes looking at things through my experiences, whereas kids, you know, they tend to forget things, man. I mean, I remember as as a child, little petty arguments and things were swept under the rug before recess was over or by the next recess. And um, maybe they're at that stage. You know, uh, Elle's just kind of really learning how to integrate as a human being still. This is all still new to her. So, uh, you know, uh, Max was a little bit uh, less involved in this one. But uh, I kind of think that they, they put the focus where it needed to be. They're moving the storyline where it needs to be. And uh, certainly we understand the connection now between all of the different components of whatever the beast is. We understand um, the the depth of it and uh, that this is not just one or two people this time. This is a whole network of people that are connected. So uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens in episode six. I'm definitely looking forward to watching it. Probably won't have that review out until tomorrow. Might have all these done on Saturday. Maybe one left on Sunday. We'll see I'm waiting on a couple other projects to, to come in and I've still got to finish up the um, edit for uh Tuesday night's episode of the Haskin cast podcast, but thank you guys so much for joining me on this. I hope that you're enjoying it. If, uh, if you do uh, please feel free to share this with your other stranger things, fan friends and uh, you know, uh, check out some other episodes of the show that are not stranger things related, because I think all of the shows have been interesting. I think all of the guests have been wonderful uh, even the ones where I was the only one speaking. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hopefully something that you can learn from that you can learn to appreciate things, uh, in the entertainment world from that's the goal, uh, very lighthearted, warm embracing. Let's, uh, let's all grow and appreciate each other together. Kind of, uh, perspective is what I've got. So, uh, anyway, thank you guys very much for joining me. Feel free to leave feedback on iTunes, Google play Podbean, anywhere that you're listening And uh, feel free to share those links. Much appreciated. And if you really like, if you go to my website, uh, to the podcast link on my website at scotthaskin.com, there is a donate button. You are welcome to uh, donate a couple of bucks to the podcast to help pay some of these expenses. As you can see, I have no interrupting advertisers at this point. So uh, everything at this uh, point is me and my pocketbook and my time. So uh, if you dig it, Throw a couple bucks my way, uh, at least do a a like, do a review, something to kind of help people know that uh, you're enjoying it and that they may too. Thank you guys very much. We'll see you tomorrow for episode six. Have a great day, everybody.